Hi, I'm Jenny Friedman. And I'm Brett Thornhill. And this is Technicolor Mindset. Hey, Jenny, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, Brett, how you doing? I'm doing all right. It's good to be with you again today. You too. What do you want to talk about today? I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, that sounds authoritative. Okay, let's go. <laughs> well, okay, so in the group, Technicolor Mindset, yes. we took a poll. We did. And people want to know how to overcome procrastination. So they want to talk about techniques, like they want to actually get into the weeds and talk about the actions to take, that sort of thing. I'm assuming so, because we just did an episode on procrastination. Okay. All right. And so I think maybe we just wet their whistle. Well, here's the thing, I guess. Most of the time when somebody comes into me and, and wants to talk to me about procrastination, I usually try to get specific because procrastination can come from a lot of different places. It can come from fear. It can come from emotions. It can come from disinterest. It can come from a perceived lack of knowledge. I mean, there's any, any number of things that can cause procrastination. So until you really know what you're procrastinating about, sometimes it's difficult to figure out what the cause is. And without the cause, it's hard to figure out how to combat that. So the, the only reason I say that is because anything that we talk about here is going to be pretty vague and pretty general. Right. It's going to seem vague. So here's what I do with the people I work with, right? Okay. Generally speaking, this may not be you if you're listening and you go, that doesn't apply to me, then okay. But generally speaking, a lot of times we procrastinate because it's really sort of our brain's way of saving us from the anxiety and uncertainty that we're fighting against. There's something we don't know. Maybe we don't know how to do the thing that we're supposed to do. Maybe we don't know. We know how to do it, but we don't know. Like if you told me to write a book, I know how to write, but like how am I, what am I writing about? You know, maybe there's some details I don't know. Or it could be, I don't know how it will be taken. Maybe this is a project for my boss and I don't know what their expectations are. I don't have good guidelines or parameters to follow. So I, there's something that you don't know. And so instead of feeling like, oh, let me find out what I don't know, I don't know. It's a natural default system into going into this like shutdown mode. Like, oh, I don't know. And I, uh, I just want to hide. <laughs> I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So basically what I'm hearing you say and what's coming up for me is the fact that most procrastination comes from uncertainty. I think so. Whatever form that uncertainty takes, if the uncertainty is this seems too big, this seems too difficult, I don't know how to do it. Or it's too uh, boring. I'm afraid maybe? of it. Something it's too boring. Yeah, yeah, it could be any number of things, but it's uncertainty, right? So you and I have talked about this before. We've talked about the idea of touching it. And that's worked a really well for some of my clients lately, the idea of touching it. I've noticed that and it's worked well for me as well. And I think the reason is because most of us, when we try to tackle procrastination, we tackle it by trying to still wrap our heads around the entire issue, the entire problem. Yes. And even if you're going to chunk, like for ages, I talked about the idea of chunking. And the problem with chunking I've discovered since you introduced me to touching, touching it, <laughs> I'll give you credit for that. People are like going chunking and touching. What are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> no, you, you introduced me to the idea of just touch it. And I would always try to chunk it before. But in order to chunk it, you have to see the whole thing. In order to see the whole thing, that's still overwhelming, right? You've still got to have a certain amount of certainty to be able to see how it's going to end. And when we 
have a task and we're not sure how it's going to end. And most tasks, when we start it, we don't know how it's going to end. We learn as we go, right? Right. So when you chunk things, you have to see the whole thing so you know how big to make the chunks. Or how, you know, how do I divide this up? How do I divide it up? What's a reasonable thing for me to start with? Whatever. But it forces you to, to, to kind of envision we'll the entire thing. Look at more, yeah. Right. right. The idea of touching it is you're really not looking past that very first step. Well, that's the you, whole point, yeah, is the lowest barrier to entry. Right. What, what is just the one thing that you could do? And that's where touch it came from. Right. Look, what if I just touch it? Right. What if I put my hand on it? Right. But if I open it up and look at it, what if I start pecking on the keyboard? So the scenario that I've been using to work with some clients and the analogy that I've been using with people is imagine you open your eyes, you wake up and you're in a pitch black room and you're sitting on the floor. Okay. Ultimate uncertainty. You have no idea where you are. There's no sound. Scariness too. There's no, right. There's no sound. There's no visual. It is pitch black. You cannot see a thing. We know that we can't get from where we are to where we want to be unless we think about where we want to be, right? I mean, you know, if I'm literally, if I'm standing on an orange square and I want to move to a gray square on a carpet, as long as I keep thinking about the orange square, I'm going to stay on the orange square. There's no way I can get to the gray square until I think about the gray square. So you wake up in the middle of this dark room. What do you think about? I want to get out what does that mean? Because you don't even know where you are. So it's, it's difficult in that case to be able to think about where you want to be. That's where touch it can really work for you because what my clients have been given back to me is okay. You, you know, I'll give them the scenario. You wake up, you're in this dark room, you're sitting on the floor. The first thought I got to get out of this room. Now that's a ways away. You have no idea how you're going to get out of the room. So now you're thinking about an end point. but what steps are you going to have to take? Well, I don't know what steps I have to take because I'm in this dark room. I don't even know what's here. So we keep working back and working back and working back. And eventually they say, well, I got to stand up. So you stand up. Seems pretty elementary. And most of us don't think about things that basic and elementary when we're trying to accomplish a task. See, I wouldn't do that. I would just crawl. Stand up is just one option. Mm -hmm. But everybody would have an action that they have to take. Yes. And the point is that they really would be forced to think of nothing more than that action. Mm -hmm. Because let's say you take that action and as you start to crawl, you've crawled to a wall and your strategy is going to change now, right? What are you going to do next? Yeah, you're going to like mime, like what are those people, the mime people? Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to go up the wall, right? Pat up the wall, looking right. for a doorknob. Doorknob, light switch, oh, something, right? right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And you've got information now you didn't have when you were sitting in the middle of the room over there and it was pitch black. Now you have some information. There's a wall. So you use that information that you've gained by just touching. If you hadn't moved, if you hadn't just touched it, if you hadn't done the only thing you could possibly do without any knowledge of what's to come, then you wouldn't have found the wall. Now you find the wall and suddenly you think, okay, I'll look for a light switch. Are you going to look like six inches off the ground? Or are you going to run your hand along the wall six inches off the, off the floor? No, you know, roughly the height of a light switch. So you're going to stand up and you're going to start running your hand along the wall about the height of a light switch and keep right. following it, right? So you would have never thought of that over there when you were sitting in the middle of the floor. That wouldn't have occurred to you because you didn't have the information that there was a wall. Once you have the information there's a wall, then you think there might be a light switch. Once you know there might be a light switch, you know generally how high light switches are. You see how one thing leads to another? Yes, I do. <laughs> so when we procrastinate, it's like you would sit in the middle of that room and you just go, well, 
I know I want to be out of this room, but you I just have feel no paralyzed. Idea. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea how I'm going to do this. Yeah. I don't see the outcome. The only outcome I see is being out of the room, but I don't know how to do it. So you've got to take that first step. You've got to decide you're going to do something, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to start crawling and suddenly you found a ledge, then would you keep crawling? Hell no, right? Because you're going to go over the ledge. So you now you know suddenly, now there's ledges around the room, like there's, there's drop-offs in the room. So that's going to train, change your strategy. The point right. I'm making is that every step you take will give you information that you didn't have before. And that information will help you move to the next step. When we look at the big picture, even in that situation, how could you chunk that? Like there would be no way to chunk that down because I couldn't sit in the middle of that room and say, well, first I'll crawl to the wall and then I'll look for a light switch. And then, I'll, you know, because I don't know there's a wall. And I think what people are used to doing so chunking, yes, right? That's one strategy. Right. You'll also hear people say, well, get together all your information first. Right. And then you'll sort of see what to do. And if you don't even know the information you need, mm -hmm. it's just debilitating. So I get it. And that's, I really do think that's where most procrastination comes from is there's just something you don't know and we don't and even know what we don't know. No, we don't know what we don't know. So start to think instead of, well, what do I not know? Or where can I go and get more information? Just put your hand out, touch the thing that you got to touch and see what happens to your point to build some momentum and in, in a certain direction, because without even touching it, you, you really are just paralyzed. You're just in the dark. So, Procrastination, to your point, it comes from uncertainty, it comes from fear, it comes from all these things that come from a lack of knowledge. So if there's a task that we, we're having difficulty getting to, we can probably assume that's one of these reasons and we can start to explore what reason it might be. We can find out what the fear is and that sort of thing. But I think not thinking about the end goal so much, but just kind right. of saying, okay, what's a logical first step here? It, and it's it amazing not, how much easier the second step is going to be once you take the first step. Right. It, it may not even be knowledge that you're lacking. It may be, I mean, maybe it is knowledge. I'm trying to think that word was really struck me when you said it. But knowledge is just one form of uncertainty though, right? Yeah. I mean, it may be that it's not exactly um, something you have to learn. Mm -hmm. It's just something that you, a factor you don't know. Right. But that you don't have to learn. Like, for example, if I said plan a party, you'd be like, great. What kind of party? You know how to plan a party, but like first you need some other information. So it's not knowledge in the sense of like you have to learn it because you have no clue. It's more like knowledge, like information gathering. Information gathering. So if, and if you were to ask me to plan a party, I would procrastinate the hell out of that. Right? <laughs> I really would. I just, that would not be my forte. I'd be like, oh my God. This because is you have stuff. no interest? Well, it's just, it's logistical stuff. I wouldn't know where to start. For me, I, I literally, I wouldn't know where to start. And my mind would be so clouded with seeing the party at the end. So I'm going to plan a party. So what I visualize is the party happening. Right. I, it would never occur to me unless I was very conscious, very mindful. And I practiced the idea of saying, okay, well, what's the first thing I do? I need the information gathered. So you need to ask questions. Now, is the first thing that's going to be on my mind when somebody asks me to plan a party to ask questions? No, it's going to be to plan a party, right? 
pull it back and say, well, I don't have enough knowledge to, to plan the party. So the first step I had to take, the way you can touch it is ask some questions. Right. What's you the know? theme? What's the What's event? Theme? What's the occasion? Where's it going to be? <laughs> When's it happening? Who's coming? Is it a kid's party or is it an adult party? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why are we having a party? Exactly, right? So the first step in planning a party, really, if that's all you were given was plan a party, would be information gathering. But on first blush, if you ask somebody to plan a party and you said, what's the first step to plan a party? Nobody is going to say gather information. They might say book a room. They might say, you but know, any number of things. But if I said touch it, you would then start to think of information gathering? I think I would because I'd pull it back to the smallest first step that I could possibly take. And that's you know? what, bingo. That's what we're talking about, right? Right. Right. So when you pull it back to the smallest first step, one that you might even skip over if you weren't thinking about it, right? right? So if I ask you to get up from where you're sitting right now and go to the door, or if not even, I wouldn't even be that specific. If I just said, you go to the kitchen, then you're going to go to the kitchen. There's a whole bunch of steps in going to the kitchen, right? right. You got to stand up. You got to turn toward the kitchen. None of these things happen. They happen very quickly, but none of them happen unless your brain thinks about them first. So if you can not break down and chunk the task in a way that requires you to be able to envision the whole task, but just say, what's the first logical step? I got to stand up. How can I touch it? Right. That's touching yeah. it. Once I stand up, what do I do next? And you might find out that now I have knowledge that I didn't have before. I have information that I didn't have before. The only reason I say that is because as we touch it, what builds the momentum is that we gather new information. And certainty creates motivation right and way leads unto way like I mean, there's a robert frost poem right two roads diverge in yellow wood and and somewhere in that poem i think is way leads unto way imagine you're going across a river and you're you're going one stepping stone at a time or whatever and you can't see the next stone until you get on the following stone or oh and energy creates energy yeah so really i think the most general thing we can say about procrastination because you know there's a lot of nuance in here depending on exactly what it is somebody's procrastinating about but generally speaking, I think bringing a task down to it's really almost so simple a first step that it's almost stupid. <laughs> well, just touch it is sort of that, right. that stupid. I mean, it's like, oh, well, duh, of course I've got to take my finger and touch the keyboard if I'm right. going to start typing. But like we assume that. So I think... You got to write a paper? Turn on the computer. Yeah, if you're listening to this... Just try it because there's real power. What happens is your brain wants to do the next step. It knows. So it's sort of like, I'm just going to touch it. They've, they've, I forget the, I wish I could cite this, but there was this article I read about some research that showed that when people are, when you're a writer and you have writer's oh, writer's block. Yes. That if you just take your fingers and tap on the keyboards, random letters, your brain will start to go, well, I, you'll start to make real words. Like, yeah. why am I doing that? I'll just start to type any words. And then your brain goes, uh, while I'm doing the words, I might as well type some real sentences. Well, I, write, I might as well type. And before you know it, you're typing, you're writing, you're creating, and you're doing the thing that otherwise you weren't even trying. You were just like, like your example of sitting in the room, you're just sitting in the dark. Yeah. So by touching it, the keyboard, your brain goes, I know how to do this. And so it takes that certainty and that creates a spark of motivation. And before you know it, the other thing that I want to add to this is, you know, give yourself a short period of time. Don't 
sit there and say, I'm going to touch it and hope something happens for the next three hours. That could be painful. Just say, I'm going to touch it and see what happens. And I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. And if after 10 minutes, I can't engage with this at all, I'm going to give it up for now. And I'll come back to it later in the afternoon. It's counterintuitive to say, stop thinking about it when you want to try to do something. Because we all think, well, in order to do it, I've got to think about it. Take your brain out, right? The more you think about it, the more pressure you put on yourself. The more your brain shields you from that pressure. Right. So the more that you're actually, and you guys listen, you've, you've done this. The more you needed to do it, the more you couldn't do it. And there's a physiological reason for that, right? The more pressure you put on yourself, the more your brain perceives it as a threat, as stress. And what happens? Your prefrontal cortex disengages, your amygdala, your limbic system engages. Mm -hmm. And now certainty becomes even more important. And the ability to reason, the ability to see nuance, all of the things you need, your executive functions, which you need for goal-driven behavior, suddenly you don't have access to. You know, so you need to back off. You need to re-engage another time. Um, yeah, whatever. people who tell you to muscle through it, are oh, full of it. don't even listen to them. Yeah, it's bull. Take the pressure off. I have a friend who's a songwriter who would get writer's block when he was writing music and writing songs. And he came up with a technique of just, he would write a song about the stupidest thing. He'd just look at something in a room. And he'd write a song about the lampshade, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, he was in a hotel trying to write a song once and he couldn't, nothing was happening. He looked across the street and he saw like a, you know, a gas station sign. So he started writing the song about the gas station sign. It was stupid. It was silly, but it started to exercise the muscles. And once he got the muscles going, then way led that's on the way, right? same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's really, I guess, what we're trying to do. Underlying theme here is try to build some momentum and start from the smallest little kernel of something. And once you're in it, then the next step will become a lot more apparent to you. And before you know it, you'll have completed at least some of it. Not procrastinating is not the equivalent of completing a task. Not procrastinating is the equivalent of, of starting a task. Don't worry about finishing the task. Yeah. Finish, worry about starting the task. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? I like that. I think that that, I hope, helps the people that want to know more about techniques on how to help them with procrastination because we can talk about this all day long, but that's a really, really good one. Um, yeah. that just I think so. And if people have something really specific that they want to talk about, then, you know, we can get into that as well. If, if someone has a question or they're having difficulty with a specific aspect of their life that they keep procrastinating on, because sometimes it can relate back to a story you're telling yourself, a belief you have, assumptions you're making, and you can't really take that on unless you have specifics of the situation. Absolutely. So be sure to come to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash technicolor mindset and let Brett and I know maybe some specifics of your situation that we could really help you personally tackle. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Brett. We're going to talk to you again real soon. All right. Bye. All right. Cheers, everyone.